Welcome to another episode of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're Max Max and Nikki. On today's episode, we'll be talking about laugh tracks in sitcoms. Um, What do we think about them? And are they bad? Are Are they they good? Are they good? Are they both? Are they both? And uh, yeah, so on and so forth. Now, I know this may seem a bit of a mundane topic for some people, but we are really excited about it, and I hope we can get you to be excited about it, too. Um, Yeah, exactly. Now, um, before we get onto the topic, maybe we just have a couple things of importance or business to announce do we i mean um you know as per usual for the past few episodes we'll just maybe this will be the last time we'll mention it but maybe not maybe not um our band little our person, band little person recently released a new ep, new EP entitled i, I feel, feel fine. fine um it's six songs long and it's uh we really we're really proud of it we worked out very hard on it you can check it out on itunes um you know, what was called Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and just uh, go to our website, littlepersonband.com, for more information. Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's get down to business. Let's get, get down, down to, to business. business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's from Mulan, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you it's know, a Mulan good has some good songs. It has a couple good songs. You know, Who my did- reflection show... Who I am inside. Um, But you know who sings that song, actually? Christina Aguilera. Yeah. The girl in our high school, she sang that, remember? No, I know. Well, she was good. I mean, in high school, I just don't remember, actually. I know. You know, know, it's funny how our perceptions of things change. You know, what we thought was good or impressive or, uh, you know, showed true talent in high school you know, maybe if we looked at that now, we wouldn't think it's as good as we did back right. then. What is that girl doing nowadays? Is hopefully, she she's, hopefully, hopefully she's, she is. Hopefully maybe she's a singstress and um, a singer. Uh, or maybe a seamstress. Or maybe a seamstress. <laughs> no, I said singstress. The sing- maybe she's a singing seamstress. Or maybe she's a, a seeming singstress. Anyway, laugh tracks. Um, you know. So, I mean, first of all, Okay. What is a laugh, is a laugh track? track? We got to define we gotta de- our as terms. As usual, we like to define our terms on splitting hairs. Laugh track, or canned laughter, as some other people may call it. What is it? It's when um, in a sitcom, and usually laugh tracks only exist in multi-camera sitcoms, situational comedies, comedy series on television. Well, and generally, sitcoms have only... I mean, hi- historically, until recently... Sitcoms were multi-cam, actually. I mean, I don't know. I don't in in general, in general, in general, what, what in general, what's actually what shows were not multi-cam? That's a sitcoms? good question. Yeah, from the past. I mean, obviously, recently we can name a lot, but uh, was Mash Mash was multi? Was that multi-cam? Actually, I don't know. You know, I don't know. 
Not every episode, for certainly not every episode was multicam. Right. And, and so multi-camera and single camera, what does that mean? What do those terms mean? Um, I think in a previous episode, we talked about those terms a little bit, but if you're uh, new to this podcast, let's uh, redefine those terms. Multi-camera is essentially what it sounds like. It's when a TV show shoots with usually it's a th- three cameras. There's three cameras. That's not true. I think there's four sometimes. Or aren't there a lot? It's usually three. I'm not sure. It's usually three cameras, um, and they shoot all at the same time from different angles. Um, So usually those kinds of shows, uh, the production happens a lot quicker. Um, And they're often done in front of a live studio audience. Live studio audience. Although not all the time. Not all the time. Actually, but did you know who pioneered multicam? Who? I Love Lucy. So Desi Arnaz actually kind of came up with the idea, I think, um, you know, and I think that's when they started using it. Ultimately, that became it saves the on uh, production costs and time, and uh, you can do things a lot more efficiently. Single camera, I guess you could say there's more, um, I wouldn't necessarily say this, but a lot of times there's more um, artistic, artistic intention, intention in, I guess, it, with single camera shows. And that's a lot of the shows you see today, you know, a lot of the dramas that you've seen, a lot of, um, a lot of comedies, a lot actually. Of comedy series. Actually, and I would say every, most sitcoms we, actually now are done single camera, except for CBS shows. Right. Single camera shows, which by the way, CBS shows, I don't know. If, I feel like most sitcoms now so or, examples they're not of, actually sitcoms they're more it's weird to call them sitcom I mean are they called sitcoms now well, or are they more just comedy series now well that's situational a comedy you right. know what is a situational comedy it's right. I suppose a comedy that deals with a situation I suppose so you're so, right but it's weird the sitcom has a has a certain connotation to it sure, though that yeah. I feel like it, we it's, don't really it's more get, episodic it's more episodic it's I more of an episodic you're right and it also has you kind of think of something on CBS nowadays, like so the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang like Theory I don't really think and How I Met Your Mother. Those are examples of sitcom. multi-cam sitcoms. sitcoms. But and for maybe instance, something like Modern Family is a single camera. I would still call that a sitcom, though. Oh yeah, that is a sitcom. But for instance, but, Last Man on Earth is a comedy series. I don't know if it is a situational comedy because it's a situation, but. It doesn't have it's that connotation. Serialized. It's serialized, and it doesn't but, really have that connotation of sitcom. You know, you kind of think it, of like this family-oriented okay, all right, kind of all right, thing. You know? All right, all right. Anyway, uh, the point is, yeah, examples of multicam, you know, sitcoms are Big Bang Theory and How I Met Your Mother, and um, those are current, those are also yeah. well, those How I Met Your Mother's not both on have uh, laugh tracks in them, and. I actually did extra work uh, right after I graduated from college for How I Met Your Mother. And I happen to know a lot of that show is not shot in front of a live studio audience, which is really interesting because a lot of shows back in the day were at at least partially shot in front of a live studio audience. So it's interesting that these uh, modern day multicam sitcoms with the laugh track are not shot in front of a live studio audience. Um, and we'll get to this later, but I think that's a bad, you know, example of 
uh, of a laugh track or when no, a, a you mean an example uh, when it's not used well no, you not used well i don't know if i agree with that but completely wait, Nikki. wait wait I will, hold on hold on we'll get to that though in a second um i will i just want to say one thing um single camera sitcoms usually you can capture more angles because they're not necessarily confined to see, see when it's a multi-cam sitcom because these cameras are all set up in position, usually, and I might be a little wrong on, on these facts, but usually they, they're trying to capture as many angles as possible on one shot, but they're within, Not the, scope, within the scope of the set, uh, or yeah, the set that they're provided um, in the production, they, they can just capture the angles that because because usually a set you know doesn't have is not doesn't have four walls you know on on a television sitcom or even just uh, in television in general but some of these more expansive single camera shows do contain a full fledged four four wall kind of set and so you can capture different angles and thus making it a little bit more artistically uh, yeah, the right you, word to use but you can actually still depending on how you set it up if you're the director you can set things up in a certain sure, manner sure you can do although I will say yeah, Seinfeld most of the time I think was done was done with multicam and I do recall watching a recent episode in which you know it, they had a shot of like Elaine and Basically, the way the blocking was, it just clearly that it was an efficiency thing, and like, like Jerry was blocking Kramer, and it just didn't look good. Actually, it didn't look quite like that was the intention of what the director wanted, but it just seemed like they used that shot because it was well, you know, that they that, a that, more that show is is a, an interesting example because Larry David, I know they he he said in the past like usually once they got a good take, they would just go to the next shot. They wouldn't, or go to the next scene, you know, is because they laughed so much on that show that if they just got a take where they weren't laughing, that was good enough for them. I know, but I'm just saying that it was, I'm just showing an example of a multi-cam situation where it didn't pan out in the best way in the end. Well, anyway, uh, I I feel like that kind of leads us into things, you know, and I'm going to talk about, we'll talk, start off with why, Laugh tracks can be good. Um, no, let's start off because it's typical to say why it's bad. So why don't we start off with why it's bad? So most no, of the time, why? okay, fine. I, I guess most of the time people say it's bad, and I get it because it's fake. It sounds because fake. because it's, but it's not just it's, as it's, fake, but it's it's artificially it, telling the audience when to laugh, basically when they also, should be laughing. It's also it, it it sounds fake in that usually the laugh tracks kind of die off abruptly, you know, it's like, Oh, how did that laughter just stop all of a sudden? You know, that happens a lot. That happens sometimes. Yeah. But also, I don't know if you ever been to a taping of a, of a live studio audience show. Sometimes they will, you know, they'll get the laugh tracks from somewhere and it'll often be from the audience and the audience is encouraged heavily to try and laugh like really and there's some audience plants in there that are like those types of people that will laugh hard to try and make the laugh track better basically so yeah i mean in this sense it's it's like a 
another episode we did, which was overuse of music in film and television, um, where music, overuse of music will kind of tell you how to feel in a certain right. moment. Well, these laugh tracks are kind of telling you when to laugh or um, kind of making you feel okay to laugh. And that's kind of a problem. Right. And um, also at the same time, it's also making you... Um, Sometimes, yeah, as you said, overuse. Sometimes it, if you look at the, like a really cheesy sitcoms, it's like, like Full do, House, you like know? the Full House thing, they'll use it so much. Actually, it's like, geez, Louise. I yeah, mean, I mean, it's and it's, it's o- like, kind of overkill. It's overkill, and it's like, boy, I mean, clearly this joke was is very cheesy, and, and it's not. It's just not that funny. It's you just know? not that funny. And come on, like you know, it's. So I mean, I guess yeah. that can be extended to other things like the ah or like right exactly or like exactly. woo like a cheer you know right like, right now an, an example though where that I mean it, that's it very was, typical of a show like Full House right like any of those TJF shows you know right but but those woos I mean those happened for real though well like on, on Seinfeld, on Seinfeld when Kramer would enter sometimes. If you watch the show, sometimes they'll take an actual pause because either the, la- the laughing was going on too long, and sometimes they actually had to re- t- unfortunately redo the shot because the laughing was going way too long. That they they needed to they needed the pause. That well, the actors, basically, like basically, in a play, like when you're doing a play and, and you get a laugh, you want you you wait until the laugh is over until to speak your next line and you can watch that in Seinfeld they're waiting till the laugh well, dies yeah, and down actually a eventually um, they got to a point where they applauded so much that they had to tell the audience to not applaud when a character right. enters anymore cuz it wasted time and they they needed to get the uh, the show within a certain time limit for airing you know right right and, and it they has wanted to be 21 script. minutes you know they wanted to, minutes. they wanted to get through to the, the script too um, and that's, that is an argument actually for can laughter in a way for that specific show, because if they didn't have that, well, I suppose they could have had not had laughter at all, but well, we'll get to that in a bit, the good things about it, but I guess I'm alluding here that it gives it a little bit more of a live audience feel in a way, which is kind of nice. Right. Um, but, I mean, but in this case... Because they because the laugh the actual laughter was a little too long, they had to use an actual laugh track because it made it a little shorter for them. Um, another kind of another example is Married with Children when Al married would with cu- children. I said that you said married with children. I said married with children. I know, but it sounded like you said married. <laughs> okay, whatever. With, marry with children. Well, marry with children. Uh, that's an interesting thing. Um, that's anyway, kind of a, an interesting band name, actually. Mary with children. Mary with children. That's an interesting band name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, for th- what kind of band? That's another episode we should talk about. Band names. What makes a good band name? That. Why well, didn't we talk about that? We should have talked about that. Well, anyway, we'll sure, talk about that I another mean, episode. Oh, that was another episode we wanted to do. Was what does it mean to be hip or cool? That's something we'll do with John, maybe. Right. Well, as far as music goes, no. Oh, in, in general. general. In, in general, general. <laughs> if you don't know, I've done that. We've done that twice now in this episode. We're uh, we're kind of um, quoting a, 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 this opera, actually, or, or I guess it's an opera, although it's kind of more like a musical by John Adams called "I Was Looking at the Ceiling and Then I Saw the Sky." We we talked about this in another episode, right? So very right. cool, check, good. Check it out, John Adams, the composer. Yeah, John Adams, the composer. minimalist composer. 
or and post minimalist composer, you know. I guess whatever. I mean, definitely. I was looking at the ceiling yeah. and then I saw the sky. That is not minimalist. No, I mean it has minimalist features, features for sure. I mean, uh, but and anyway, it has minimalist futures, futures. such as post minimalism. <laughs> Get it? What about futurist? What about futurist features? But that's a different story altogether. Futurism is another thing, actually, guys. I mean, oh, we could really. Oh, yeah. that's another episode. Just um, social theory. You know, we really. No, but that's get, not social theory. What is? How did you get that? That's not what I'm talking about. What futurism? Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Well, but what I'm talking about is. Oh, oh, I guess. Yeah, no, you're talking about kind of music, right? But, Although I guess no, futurism, that, that, there that is a manifesto. Of, that that just reminded me. Futurism of like, also it, has it, to do with sculpture. It and, reminded and fine me of art like too, po- well. postmodernism and and modernity and structuralism and you know just it's and that's an interesting that t- thing to talk about and maybe we wouldn't be the first to be talking futurism about futurism in music has has a lot but of industrial we sounds. Do, we should do an episode about postmodern modernity. I think that would be interesting. Why? Because that is essentially what is in right now. I mean, in a way. But well, anyway, it's not let's what's we're, in. We're, it's what happens to be what is. Is what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is why the episode should occur. Anyway, um, so what were you saying? Anyway, uh, so Al Bundy would come in sometimes, and they would cheer, "Woo!" You know, uh, and married <laughs> with children. Um, and that was the thing, you know, I mean, I can understand. So, you know, anyway, (laughs) God, you really just didn't even say anything there. Well, you know, anyway, um, you know, maybe we should, you know, splice in some canned laughter in this episode, you know, make it more exciting for people because, and so I just said, make it more exciting for people because, and now, I, I don't know, have, you, have we talked about what we think is bad, bad about, about it? Because it, I, suppose, I think there's a lot of good things about right. it. Right. Uh, anything else why it's bad? I guess we kind of hit upon it yeah. already. I mean, so I just said it, it'll make me feel excited about it. That's precisely it. You know, you don't can, a, can laughter yeah. or, or just these cheers and stuff like cheers and not the TV show just, but cheering and, and sort of uh, applause and, and things like that brings you into sort of a theatrical environment and it makes you feel like you're watching live theater when right. you're watching the show it's like you were actually at the taping and right. it, it right. kind of makes you more comfortable to sit at home and laugh out loud you right. know it, and you know people, I know people are saying you're being manipulated a little bit but you when you go to a comedy show for instance you don't want to be the only one in the audience. It's nearly not that fun to watch the com- comedian, even though it very may well be funny. It's a lot more fun, this commun- this idea of community, being a part of a And thing. not the show community. But right, no, but being part of... Which is a single Being camp. a part of a thing with others, you know? It's a lot more fun. And when you're at home watching on TV... I mean, you're, you could be often alone and maybe you want to be, feel like you're a part of something. And so th- I think that's, what's cool about canned laughter actually, is it makes you feel this kind of warm communal feeling, you and, know, and you know, not even like can- you're not the only one laughing at it, you know, and I understand. And, and obviously, you know, if you're smart enough, you could tell what's funny and what's not, or if you, if you have, 
if you're steadfast in what you find is hilarious or what's funny, then it shouldn't matter where the canned laughter, if whether or not there's canned laughter, you know? I mean, You'll definitely, know whether definitely or not something's funny. Definitely, we've gone to comedy shows where we were the only ones in the audience laughing because we thought the comedian was funny, but nobody else kind of got it. So um, it depends on your comfort level. You know, some people are a little bit more shy about this kind of thing. And even though they think somebody or something is funny, they won't laugh out loud because everybody else is not doing it. It's this whole idea of conformity. Right, but there is a, there is... Like I can understand, like it's it's manufactured. You're, I mean, I know I'm already going to know the arguments against, and we already mentioned that I before. Know, but here's the it's thing: it's manufactured, but there oh, is something that oh. makes me feel like you know I'm watching this by myself, like the Cosby Show or something like that, and it's like, you know, there's something about. This something togetherness. about this put, puts a smile on your face. Yeah, there's something about the the warm feeling when I get when others are. When, when I, I know it's even just a manufactured laughter, a manufactured well, thing, no, but no, this, uh, well, I, it's just I, I the like, idea that there's... I don't like you saying manufactured laughter because sometimes it is real. You're right. You're and, right. It is sometimes and, real. And I often think that's real, actually. And, you know, these single camera uh, shows are never done in front of a live studio audience or maybe once in a while they are, but often they're not. And you miss out on that even real laughter that could happen. Right. So you don't get, you never, with a single camera show, you never get that feeling of, of community and... Community and, and, live the, theater, and live theater. You know? and, and that's what's so cool about a situational comedy, even with real laughter. And Seinfeld often had real laughter. Right, it's it. real laughter, um, which is still considered, I guess it's still considered a laugh track, track. right, I guess? Well, because I guess it's... It's tracking. It's recording. The, it's recording. The, the it's laughter, tracking the, the studio, laughter. Yeah. So it is, is. But um, it is not always artificial, and it's not always artificial, right? And sometimes you hear like you know, sort of sporadic laughter throughout the audience because it's like some people may find certain things funny at at weird and unique times that nobody else is laughing. Right. And but I they'll still keep that in. I think it's, that's cool, you know? Right. I guess also, um, but sometimes there is in shows, there is sometimes just straight up, they used a laugh track that was not a, from a, the live studio on. It's probably not, but you know, actually I, I want, I want to talk about uh, Seinfeld uh, for a second because I mean, I, if you can already tell it is our favorite show. I mean, we've seen every episode of Seinfeld many, many times over. I mean, we are, kind of a bit of Seinfeld experts actually but you know I'm thinking of the marine biologist episode when George gives that monologue at the end of the episode spoiler alert sorry I'm not gonna spoiler spoiler alert sorry I'm if you haven't seen that episode I highly recommend you watch it but he gives this long monologue um Jason Alexander had to memorize it the night before or the day of actually he's a good memorizer and he did it so well and it wrapped up the episode so well that the, it got Jerry Seinfeld has said it got the biggest laugh they ever heard on the show, and it got such a roaring applause. And for me personally, I like to hear that that real excitement and response to this 
just right. This, it this, makes this, me. This, it uh, it this kind could, of validates the feeling that's inside of me, even it, though it makes I know you, it doesn't. I don't need to validate that. I know it to be true because you want. You wish you were there, but it makes apply, you plotting. Right, it makes and you feel like, like you were. It makes you feel like more part you were of there, the show. Part of, but, part of what was happening excites you. It makes you just more into the what's going on and, and it, it makes just having that laughter yeah, there and the roar of the applause when I say validate, no, 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 it makes but, you feel like there was a shared your experience and in, in in what George was saying and what you got from that was shared by others and it makes you it just draws you into the community more right I but guess, also you know, it's I mean, um it's not even that it's like you know George that monologue really hits hard at the end because it really does wrap up the episode very, very right. well. And you really, I, I think that uh, that point that it does wrap it up really well hits harder because of the, you hear the audience's reaction, you know? Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, so you're saying in the sense that because you heard the audience, it even, it feels... It, it, it underlines, it emphasizes that that how neatly the episode wrapped up, you know? Right, but then you're saying... How, then, how cool that it came full circle, actually. So you're saying then the laugh track is used as a... Div- I mean, obviously, it is it is used as a device, but you're saying it's being used as a device for good, for a good, in a good way, is what you're saying. Well, we've been saying that. No, I know, but we've been saying it as like it makes us feel like we're part of something in a way. No, but, but it's also used. You're saying it. It's being used as a device, it a comedic device actually, or it's being used as a, um, as an artistic device. Is what yeah, you're sure. Yeah. Oh, really, that's an interesting idea. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I'm not quite sure if I agree with no, you. No, you do but, agree. Yeah. Well. I, yeah, I guess maybe. No, yeah, but I will say this now. Even though uh, single camera comedy series are are pretty normal, like they're pretty regular at this point in 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 television history. I mean, it almost all most comedy series now are single camera. Actually, there's I, a lot that a lot of. I, I, the only ones I see actually that aren't are on CBS actually, right? Or maybe like Fuller House, which is a continuation of Full House, right? So really count gonna, or gonna Girl Meets sure. World, which is the same kind of situation, right? Those but, are, but or Disney, I should say, yeah. So Disney shows, CBS shows, or Fuller House, basically. Right. So, um, but these single camera shows, it just seems kind of unoriginal. Something about it seems unoriginal. I mean, don't get me wrong, Curb Enthusiasm. It is one of my favorite shows of all time, and you really laugh hard I know, you at laugh every hard. episode. So it, you know, I I should say it's not, but that it's a different kind of show than, than it's a different Seinfeld, kind of show. You know? It's a different kind of show than Seinfeld. Um, I mean, what what I mean, I don't know what would that show be like you know, with a laugh track. I don't know or something if I like quite that. agree with you on it. It's interesting you're saying that it emphasizes that it, it wrapped up well, that as if it was like an artistic device to emphasize it. I I, I don't know. Hmm. No, That's an interesting I, idea. I, I, why? Think about your feeling when you're watching it. You're like, when you hear this cheer, you're like, uh, yeah, it did really just wrap up well just now. You know, just the way 
that they just constructed this plot, you know, and, you know, Kramer's golf ball gets stuck. Like he takes out the golf ball and it's a Titleist and it gets stuck. That That's, you know, the whole idea that George had to pretend to be a marine biologist and he actually was at that moment a marine biologist. He so took, you're basically you're kind of... I guess this speaks to the idea behind a lot of shows, single camera shows being serialized as opposed to episodic as it's almost like the difference between watching a movie and watching a, and watching, um, and watching theater. Right. Um, a movie, you know, there's no, I, you know, you watch it in in the theaters and so there's going to be audience there, but you know, if you're watching it at home or something like that, there's no sense of an audience. You know what I mean? When you're going to see live theater, there's always has to be an audience, no matter what. You know? Well, by the virtue of it being in the theater, if there's going to be an audience, you know. Um, so right. it's basically you're basically saying, Nikki, that in that sense, theater uses the audience sometimes as an artistic device. Is what you're saying? Sure. I mean, yeah, very much so. I mean, things taking place in the theater, really, you you tailor the production to taking place in the theater, you know? I guess you're right, because sometimes, especially, you know, I was, I've you, been talking you know, with my older brother about, you know, certain bits in stand-up comedy, and it's like, I know, like, if you know that, oh, this is going to get a laugh, like, so if I know this is going to get a laugh here, you say, okay, I'm going to add 15 seconds. I'm going to use, no, but it's not just that. I'm going to use that laugh to my advantage, basically, to emphasize a certain thing, you know? Yeah, Um, I mean, in all the plays that I've done and musicals, you know, we've always say, this is the thing the stage manager will always say to you before a show, like, watch out for the laugh line, guys. Just, you know, don't deliver your dialogue when there's a lot of applause or laughter. Because yeah, no, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just mentioning, because you were saying that they use the it, laugh it, track it, to you know, emphasize it coming around. In it actually, end. and here's another thing, is as a performer, um, you are affected by the response from the audience. That and is so, true. That is so, true. That is true. And if it's a comic comedic play, for example, you're going to hear more of an immediate response because laughter is is audible. Um, if it's dramatic, there's a feeling you might get, but it, it's not necessarily audible. Um, but uh, laughter is audible, and therefore, when you hear a lot of laughter, whether it be stand-up comedy or theater or a sitcom, as a, as a sitcom performer in front of a live studio audience, when you hear that laughter, you know you're doing well and it inspires you to just keep going with it. And, and it makes you feel good and it, it, it makes right. you, better, you a better performer, yeah, actually. It can, you can actually, I think that's an interesting point, actually. I think that's more why they kept the laugh track in for that golfing that golf ball episode the marine biologist is because you can clearly see the audience affecting them in a way it's kind of bolstering their their confidence in playing out the rest of the scene and also sort of well, you see it makes at, it look more exhilarating in you, a way but you also know? look at if you look at kramer or michael richards is in that instant you know he has to say his line but there's a lot of laughter and just the way his reaction is, 
is sort of priceless in that moment. Like he's kind of dumbfounded at that moment. And you see this, uh, reaction on his face. It's like we're waiting. It's like if you know the episode, it's like we're waiting for him to say something. We're waiting for him to say something. Because we know how the audience just reacted. But he's waiting for the laughter to die down, but it's also affecting his performance in a good way. So it's, you know, it's a cool thing, actually. It's kind of a give and take thing with the audience and the performer, you know? So, yeah, exactly. So that is, I guess you're right. It is using the audience. It's not necessarily using the laughter track itself it i feel like the laugh track is placed there so that we understand what, what the, the what performer the actor was, the going performer was going and through. what the audience was and going what through. the audience was going through because it's a synergetic thing because multi-cam shows with laugh tracks are often done in live in front of a live studio audience so and, oh, here, and here's another quick. example there's an episode of frazier where frazier is trying to you know he Basically, Niles is going to take care of their father for a little bit, and then Frazier finally has his freedom, but for some reason or other, his dad has to come back and live with him, and Frazier's just, like, utterly disappointed, and he just looks around. Before they let his father back into his home, he goes back into his home, and there's no... There's silence, except the audience is laughing, and really Frazier's milk uh, Kelsey Grammer's milking it and looking at his his apartment that was his bachelor pad for just a moment and he knows in just a moment it's not going to be that anymore because his dad's going to come back and live with him and he's really playing off the audience and really milking that that pot that pause and dialogue and just staring and looking at the space and then he finally says okay you may enter and it's saddened and it's it really hits hard because you could tell how he was playing off the audience in well, that and, sense. And, you, you know, know in, in I Love Lucy, you know, that was definitely shot sometimes in front of a live studio audience. And you really it saw was done. You yeah. really saw how it affected uh, Lucio Ball's uh, performance. I mean, she, she milked scenes, you know, in a good way and uh, often. And so having an audience there really affected her performance. Um, so I will say, though, that with a show like Full House or... Um, or a show like How I Met Your Mother when it's not shot necessarily in front of a live studio audience. I think Full House might have been at, at sometimes, yeah, obviously, probably was shot in front of a live studio audience. Um, but How I Met Your Mother, at least the episodes, I think, episode or episode or episodes that I was an extra on, I know that there was no live studio audience for those and it, that's when it makes the laugh track more phony is because there's it's not affecting the performer at all. Right. Because it, the fact that you hear the laugh track or it, when, when watching the show on TV, you yeah. hear the laugh track and it dies down so quickly because it, it dies off so quickly because the, the actor didn't have to wait for the audience to... to to, for their laughter to die down. Right. They just are acting naturally, normally, how they would. And so it's it's almost like they plug in these laugh tracks um, for just a second, and it has to stop before the guy says the next line. Right. So I guess in that sense, so are those... Are you saying that it's an absolute bad thing when it's like that? Well, 
it's it's because not it still exactly has, it still not, has it, it still, still has gives a, you that communal sort of right and it makes thing. you feel like you're with somebody but watching something I think you know, in a way it, there are some, those some are bad, those, are, case, those are those bad, are the those, cases when it's usually it's a bad, bad situation it's a bad, you know? bad thing um yeah. but did you know just so you know just a little tidbit um mash you know it's a current thing now to not use laugh tracks on comedy series but um Mash was actually a pioneer in that, and it's one of the well, best shows of all time. Well, thing. Let no, me explain. Let me explain okay. why. Okay. No. So Mash actually didn't want to use a laugh track at all, but the production, the producer, or the the um, what the who what is it called the, the the studio execs? They said you have to have a laugh track, and they said okay. They they basically made it very minimal sounding, and that's why you don't hear like a really big laughter because they didn't want to interrupt. Well, and they said. All right, we'll do that, but it's going to be low. And they said, however, that we have also one st- other stipulation is that when we're in the operating room, we cannot have any laugh track because they really thought that would have been. Um, I thought they they think they thought that would have been offensive in a way. Well, or I, they thought it was been disrespectful. I recall watching uh, an episode where they're in the operating room and I hear a little bit of laughter. It sounds real though. It sounds like a real laugh. Like oh, that, that was, was interesting about mash is sometimes you got these low, weird, well, no, like they, reactions that were, no, they did. I, I read about it. They did pot it down low actually on purpose. And I, I, I do. I thought they, cause I read about that too, where they didn't want, when they're doing surgery and they're in the operating room, they didn't want any laughter at all. Yeah, but, but sometimes they would make. Right. Sometimes they made jokes while they were operating. Right? You know? No, they sometimes they did make jokes while they were operating. But <laughs> that's what I just said. I know, but I don't. Th- I can't recall. Maybe you're right. Maybe once in a while they did, but I think, especially in the th- after maybe the third or fourth season, they really the laugh track became very minimal, almost nothing anyway. Um, really interestingly enough. Well, maybe they had more sway at that point because that was one of the most popular shows Right, because it was also, it was comedic, but it got very serious at times, that show. I mean, it was about war. And I think part of the reason also when they're making jokes in the operating room, um, you're saying, even though they're making jokes, I think that's, they're they're trying to capture also you know, these doctors going through war, having to operate and them trying to, you know, keep themselves sane by doing something, you know? I mean, I think it's another interesting aspect of that show. Anyway, watch MASH, one of the best movies, one of the best shows of all time. Not necessarily one of the most, although AFI does have it on their top 100 list, the movie MASH. I'm not crazy about 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 the movie myself. But the show is really... Really great. And oh, you should and watch the whole series. The last are, episode I'm not was gonna a lie, there, are, there are a couple of... Duds. There are a couple... There are duds here and there. I mean, that's hard to not when it's like... I was on for 11 se- years, seasons. 11 seasons. 11 years. And, you know, there's going to be a dud here and there. But and there's like 22 episodes per, per season or something on average, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. So... For, a, for an hour-long uh, series? or No, uh, it was a 30 sorry, minutes. Oh, it was a 30 but minutes. They... It, but... Boys, especially the really good episodes are really freaking good. I mean, ugh, it's great. And some and the acting is so good, actually, at times. I mean, just look at Radar O'Reilly. I mean, uh, oh, glad I can't remember his name in real life right now. But Gary Berghoff. Gary Berghoff, he's so good in some of these episodes. I mean, 
uh, and they all thought he was like such a great actor. You know, they all thought he was, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the show, uh, there's, it's great. The, the last episode, you really should watch the whole series in order for you to really appreciate the last episode, but you can appreciate it anyway. What a tearjerker. But though. it's, uh, boy, it really is. It's iconic. It's the most it, it's watched, the most watched television episode of all time. No, it, it, it's the wa- most watched final. No, it's the most watched television episode of a series of all time. And rightfully so. I mean, this was... TV was a bit of a different thing back then. There were only a few channels. There wasn't there was cable. Cable. Or cable was just coming in yeah, and, at that time. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting how ratings have changed now, you know. I mean, our whole outlook on what is popular now, I mean, things, you know, for example, Saturday Night Live, I watch... I don't even watch that live or even on TV. I watch clips of it on, on YouTube and, you know, Saturday Night Live, I'm not to bash it. I mean, you know, it's definitely not as good as it used to be. I mean, shoot. I mean, the late eighties, early nineties, those are the best years for me, but, um, but there's still some good stuff, you but know, occasionally. For example, that is supposed to be a, a live show and you hear laughter in that. And it is, I will say we Scott, we had the opportunity to see it live recently in person and, and it is a different experience, and it, it and it, it is, is funnier. It's funnier, you know. Even that show, when probably because you're you're in a live, but they live situation when they screen, when, you know? when they when they put it on TV or the internet. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't understand this directional choice, but they actually do seem to plot down the the laughter. Pot down. Pot down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, whoops. They seem to pot down the the. Are you sure right. about that? Uh, I mean, it is pot down, you know. Well, they they seem to lower right. the, the, pot the laughter, pot up, pot and it, it makes it seem like some of the sketches don't hit as hard as they actually did when it was live. Because I remember the one that we went to, uh, some sketches really hit hard, but when I rewatched it on the internet, it, it seemed like oh, the, if somebody were just watching this on TV, it would seem like these sketches didn't hit that hard. But so it's it's just kind of a weird. Uh, directional choice for that show but hey i don't know it's not my show so um you know but you know we talk about having a theatrical experience and stuff but you know i'm currently actually writing a a television pilot and for for but for my it's a comedy series i mean i'm not going it's it's a comedy i think it's a great idea i just Hey, you have to mention this. Well, uh, but uh, it's a comedy series, and it's a sitcom actually. But it would be a single camera series, and you know, because that's just the kind of feel I want for it. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, interesting. It, it, it's like I can understand why somebody would do a single camera sitcom because it's just kind of the vibe you want. You know, right? Would you have a laugh track? No. Right, yeah, I, it wouldn't have that vibe. It would have that vibe, and you know, maybe this is just being us being influenced by today's TV culture. But I think maybe it's hard to pull off a funny sitcom, multicam sitcom with a laugh track today. No. Uh oh! Oh, to pull it off? You yeah, mean without for, people for it to be without, successful. Without well, without people thinking it's cheesy. I mean, you know, Big Bang Theory. I mean, that's pretty cheesy, right? You know, I mean, geez, you know, it's like yeah. Although it is the most, it is very the popular, most popular show on TV it's, right it's, now. It is. 
hate to say it, but it's it's very broad in a bad kind of way, you know. I mean, right? It's cheesy. It's straight up cheesy, you right? Know? Um, but you know, I'm sure you know there's talented actors on the show. I mean, you know, I don't want to bash anything anyone about it, but you know, these these are my honest feelings. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, no, the, you know, because. Definitely, you know, working on any television series, it's hard. It is hard. It's a hard thing to be, you know, to act. You know, it's it's harder than it looks. You know, and to be successful at it. Um, but anyway, anyway, I think so. What's the final? Do word? we have anything else? To I don't say? think we have anything else yeah. to say on this subject. Um, what's the final word? I guess the final word is, you know, laugh track can have good. Oh, aspect? I, well, I wanted to oh, say one thing. Okay. Um, there's also something about having a laugh track with those shows like Seinfeld or The Cosby Show or Cheers or Frasier. I don't know. There's something about it, and maybe younger people won't understand that this, but it's a nostalgic thing, and it makes me feel good to hear that stuff, hear that because I grew up with that, uh, right. those laugh tracks. Right. It's kind of entrenched in a certain time period in uh, uh you know, it reminds me of that kind of stuff, and it, right. which makes me feel, yeah, good, I yeah. guess, just like you said. I don't oh, know. By the way, I do want to mention also a couple of TV series that had a big influence on these single-camera comedy series today without a laugh track are The Larry Sanders Show. That was, like, one of the first to do that Right, kind The of Larry thing. Sanders Show was very highly influential. Highly influential I mean, that was on, an HBO on, show. Highly influential on, like, you know, The Office and Modern Family and just all these, like, shows that... Um, just our single cam comedy series, you know? Right, um, and it didn't have a laugh track. That, and I would actually say The Simpsons, too, was a really? big influence, you know? that There's no laugh track on The Simpsons, That's you know? true. It is and a that's cartoon, our, that's a, It's a cartoon sitcom, actually. Right, so, I mean, they... Right, it's a cartoon, you know? So... Sure, I guess cartoons... Well, The Flintstones had a laugh track, actually. That's true. The Flintstones did have a laugh track. Which is very... So did The Jetsons, actually. Right. Um, which was an interesting thing for... But you know what's funny, though? Watching the, the Hanna Flintstones did having that. the laugh Hanna track. Hanna-Barbera did that. They, right. Oh, they and added, Scooby-Doo also had it also. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. Hanna, but you know what? They did that. They, they added these laugh tracks to these cartoons, which is an interesting oh, idea. Because you know, uh, clearly yeah, there couldn't be an audience in there. Yeah, But I you know, know what? Yeah. Clearly having those be. laugh tracks, though, made it kind of funny, though, for some reason. You know what I mean? It was almost like it was calling attention to the idea that it was... This, right, this I, I don't uh, know. This I sitcom, thought it was this animated it, sitcom. I, maybe I'm just that was trying to be like right, a real thing, I'm but it was animated. Looking at it now, you know, but it's yeah, it is an interesting thing. It's it, right. It's it, this cartoon trying to be a sitcom, like that, a live, trying to be a live, live sit, real sitcom, and, and that's having what's the funny laugh track about having a laugh track is on making it. it funny. So yeah, yeah. it's it is actually it is it kind is of funny. a postmodern, it's a postmodern thing. It's a funny thing to have that in there actually. Um, um, anyway, anyway the, the, final so the final word is, is a laugh. Having a laugh track, it can be good. You know, I know there's a lot of naysayers out there, but and I agree with you on sometimes. On sometimes, uh, no, sometimes on have you know that laugh tracks are bad, but I don't but think you diss cons- on them. Please consider what we've said today in our uh, in our podcast analysis. episode in our analysis that. that uh, there are good things, a lot of great things about having a laugh track. Right, and part of whether it could it be, be real, just, Whether it be real or fake laughter. Right, and, you know, 
it can make you feel, you know, like you're part of a community. It, it draw it has a, a theatrical, you know, aspect element to it, to element it. To it that and you're watching there's a, a give live and take thing. between the performer, live performer and the live audience. And you want to see how that played out, you know, um, and how that know, interaction and played part out. of it could also just be our nostalgia for it. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please consider that. And, uh, that's the final word. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of splitting hairs with Max and Nikki and tune in next time. Bye.